What's up, everybody? Code Pen Radio 390. I asked Marie. Hi, Marie. Hey, everybody. What's uh, what's what we should talk about? She's like Zeitgeist. <laughs> I said it in that voice too. Yeah, <laughs> just old movie host, movie preview guy voice. The and the, the biggest thing in our world, I guess, is is Twitter stuff, which there's no shortage of podcasts talking about. But that's okay. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. Uh, forever, the news was Elon Musk, the guy who does. Tesla and SpaceX and fire fire throwers and tunneling companies, notable internet entrepreneur and questionable <laughs> influencer, um, is going to buy Twitter. What a weird thing! But it, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, of course he wants to buy it because he's rich, and then he'll own it, and it's his favorite toy in the world." Doesn't everybody want to buy their favorite toy? And whatever it was, news forever, weeks and months and months and months. And it, you know, roller coaster. Is he going to get it? Is he going to not? And then all of a sudden, he owned it. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, geez, okay, well that happened." And just immediately, it was more dramatic than anybody could have ever thought. You know, he's firing everybody. He's changing policies, reinstating people, banning other people, making contradictory statements. It's just crazy. Every day is just new. Uh, it's its tempting to say insanity. It's tempting to say something more podcast appropriate <laughs> or something. But Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have plenty of things I could say, but I'm being recorded, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to play it cool. Well, because part of me always wants to see some kind of, I don't know, gray middle ground or something like, I don't know. We knew that Twitter was really, really, really unprofitable forever. And you can't just run a company that makes negative millions of dollars forever. So if there's a new owner, isn't the expectation that everything's going to run a little differently now? Isn't it his literal job to save it from this embarrassing fate of being this long-running company that makes no money. It's no public utility. It's a publicly traded company that makes no money. That's crazy. So the fact that a bunch, you know, he's plans to fire people, as sucks as that is, part of me is like, ah, well, okay, you know, you got to do some dramatic stuff. But to like do it on week one with no notice and have the people that he's firing be like, for example, the accessibility team is like... Yeah, entire important teams who were doing very good work and fired in a in a very disrespectful way. I mean, you read about how they found out, how they were let go, and the entire process. I mean, it was it was uh, it was not yeah. cool. That's not that shouldn't go down like that at all. You know, of course, we have an example, a counterexample in what went on at Stripe at the same time, which they must have been thrilled to have this news riding on the top of their yeah, layoffs. They, they look know? like absolute saints, what, they, exactly. what they're doing. I mean, they're yeah, still firing comparison. people with very respectfully and with a great yep. severance package and a proper apology and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, adjustments happen. That's that's business, but there's different ways to approach it. And we're seeing an extreme case of, of, of you know, something that'll probably be studied <laughs> from, many, from many different angles. <laughs> Uh, forever, you know, um, 
and and uh, at least you know, I guess I guess you know you can you can have the extreme case that is like the worst case example that we can look back on. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't all shaken out yet. You, you've been saying this too. So credit where credits due. You saw the the, the doom and gloom coming, and uh, I think you uh, you were right. Yeah, and, and surely I wasn't the only one. I think a lot of people have been extremely frustrated with Twitter for a very long time. You know, I a couple like back. Last summer, you and I were talking about what was trending on CodePen, and we digressed a little bit at the beginning of the show, and we were talking about, you know, like a shift in social media that we were both noticing, that people were kind of pulling mm-hmm. back from uh, the classic social media, which is a place where you, like, make a post, and just about anybody can see it, and just about anybody can react to it and take it off in its own direction. Mm-hmm. Um Right. We had noticed people starting to shift away from that anyway and move into things like Discord. And we talked about the idea of like purpose built social networks, which CodePen is one. It's all about the front end, you know. Um, that was something that we were talking about you know, 18 ish months ago. So it's certainly been in the wind. It's just you wouldn't figure it was like. <laughs> it would go down like this, you know, that it would, that there would be this like clear breaking off point where people can just say, Oh yeah. Okay. I am done, done, done. And I'm never coming back here. And we should all go look at what else is around because I don't want to be here. And you probably don't want to be here either. You know? Yeah. Perhaps the biggest movement like that ever, you know, there's been, there's been smaller ones, I'd say. I can't even remember what all the circumstances one, but many over the years, like, Oh, we got to get out of this place. Mm -hmm. What tends to, keep people there's i think more people are willing to admit it now because the reasons for leaving are so much stronger and yet they're still not doing it i haven't for example you have <laughs> so oh, well, everybody's different but yeah but but of course i was i had already taken my leave before you know right. i i took off more than a year ago shortly after i did that podcast i think you know right. because i was just done with it it and everybody's experience with it has been so different you know that i think that we kind of have hit a convergence point here where lots of people who have lots of different reasons are all saying, I'm done with this. <laughs> some are and some aren't. I think some are, are are thinking about it. And, you know, because I follow lots of people and there's certainly lots of talking about Twitter. There, I see more like, hey, isn't this Elon bastard crazy than I do I'm out of here. And so mm-hmm. I think we're seeing an exodus, but it's not in full force yet. For whatever reason, to to me, it doesn't seem like it to me. And people are saying, "I'm addicted to this place. I'm not leaving." I've seen plenty of that too. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm on board till it, you know. Or, or or an even funnier take, which is like, "Let's stay so we can ruin it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is well, I'm not or, sure how the, effective that would be. The pre-catastrophe vibe, you know, you get to hang out and just like see everybody kind of discuss the disaster as it happens. Because that's the other thing that's kind of funny is that like. This is where people find out what's happening. That's undeniable. When something is right. going on in the present moment and you want to know what's happening and what other people are thinking and the jokes that other people are making about what is happening, you yeah, go to Twitter. That's it. where it's happening. And so in real time to see a social network discuss possibly its own demise is pretty fascinating. So yeah, when you see him tweet, and you know this morning he tweeted, I'm saying this on November 8th. Who knows? Who knows if it's even around by the time this one airs? But, you know, he tweets on November 8th. Oh, you know, Twitter is at an all-time high of activity. And it's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> people might just be watching it burn, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of funny to see. It's funny. That's, and that's, that's something that's always drawn people to Twitter. It's hilarious. And when crazy stuff is going on, it gets even funnier. So of course, everybody's like, "Let me see Sticking this." Sticking around to see it. Yeah. Let me see this. I yeah. almost clicked fo- clicked follow on Elon himself. I've I've not, I've not found it necessary to do so because it's like everything he says is He's just immediately yeah. news. That it's like, <laughs> why, why bother following him? But he does. I I actually went to his profile and he tweets more than than I've seen. But I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't actually click it because I I do actually disagree with like most things he's doing with the platform. I wouldn't want it to be read as any kind of endorsement because geez man to, to me like yeah also like it's real it's like a horror story or a cautionary tale where it's like this person it was the richest man in the world and he's on twitter like that's terrifying to me if i had that kind of money nobody would even know who i was <laughs> yeah. you think i'd be tweeting forget it you know be on a, your own personal <laughs> river on a inner tube sure or- yes Diamond sunglasses. Yeah, man. There's <laughs> people have done some really great jobs of of retiring. Those are fun stories to read, you know, like the like the the original MySpace Tom or yeah, whatever. MySpace we, Tom. He's a great one. He looks like a genius compared to everyone here. I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about him. That's fantastic. He must be having a wonderful life. God bless him. Congratulations, yeah, I MySpace think he got Tom. Into, like taking pictures or something. Uh, it's, 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 it's a nice story. I forget. Yeah, it. yeah. That's I heard what you're some, supposed to do. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. But you know, you just you get addicted for weird reasons and whatever. I don't not that I'm I don't know. Not gonna be an apologist here. Why are we talking about it on this show is kind of because it despite the fact that other I think it's important to make the point that Twitter is a little bit of a drop in the bucket compared to other social networks like Facebook crush crushes Twitter in how large of scope it is by I don't know. It's not quite 10x, 5x at least, you know? So, like, as far as those things go, I don't know. Twitter's, like, not the biggest, most important network in the world. It just loves talking about itself. It loves loves great news and all that. Yeah. Anyway, it has bigger... It depends on which sub-community you're talking about. If you're talking Mm -hmm. about where are front-end developers talking to each other, it's not freaking Facebook. Mm -mm. It's, It's not LinkedIn either. I know these things get talked about like facebook is bigger there are more people there but there are not more front-end developers there that's for sure yeah (laughs) so we're talking about it because it's interesting to us because like there's a lot of people that when they make a pen they then share it Mm -hmm. the point of the thing is to get that url and share it and it could be with their coworkers on slack and we know that. So what do we do? We put the right open graph tags and such in there so it expands nicely and do everything we can to make sure that the Slack experience is fine. Or maybe they're going to put it in a blog post. So we make sure that the experience of putting a pen in a blog post is cool. We have WordPress plugin and iframe copy and paste embeddables. We make sure it worked on Medium. We spent time doing that. And we, uh, you know, our default embed code is super important because that one works anywhere. We make sure it works really good. So we do that. And we made sure that it works in Discord, which is tricky because, you know, they ask for those open graph tags through a weird bot or something that had to be hand-managed through our Cloudflare. And, you know, we do the work to make sure that sharing pens is good because that's what you're, that's what you're going to mm-hmm. do with a pen. But not just sharing. People, like, talk about them and stuff, too. So let's say this 
disintegration of Twitter actually happens. I wonder if they've released any data. I'm sure they won't now that it's no. private. <laughs> but it's like, I'm sure none of the graphs are pointed upwards at Twitter at the moment. Well, you know, I guess daily actives or whatever is up, allegedly. But also, yeah, they're not going to be like, whoa, watch us sink. <laughs> that one's just not going to happen. No, Especially yeah, it's not publicly you? traded anymore. They have no duty to do anything at all like that. No, yeah, they don't. Uh, I wouldn't share it, <laughs> even. If, well, no. Um, all right, so, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. You know, it's not as uh, I, I. I. I have. We have all the reason to believe that front end developers are going to less and less choose to be like. Let's talk about you know. Let's have an interesting conversation about front end development on Twitter anymore. Mm-hmm. I think uh, personally. If, if you add to what do I think is going to happen, I don't think it's going to die like super, super soon. I think it's going to hang on for quite a while and it's going to be weird for a while. I don't know about forever, but it's certainly, uh, it's not looking good. So I guess our plan was to talk about like, okay, what now then? Yeah. And that's the, that's the big question mark. And we see people in the front end community asking this very question of each other. And so you and I both have kind of stuck our toe in, on like what the other possibilities are, what what other things people are doing, what other people what people are talking about trying out. Yeah. You know, the big ones what that are the everyone's big ones? Yeah. The big thing that people are talking about right now is Mastodon. Which Yeah. That's kind of a classic, especially for for the nerdy circle that we roll in. Because mm-hmm. Mastodon yeah. is it's nerdy. You got to self-host an instance of it. You don't necessarily have to, although a lot of people do. A lot of people have one-person mastodons they roll up because there's this fancy word word called federated mm-hmm. that comes up, which you you know I, I I'm not sure I could perfectly explain, so I'm not going to try it. But the point is, there is no one mastodon. There's a whole bunch of mastodons, and they all kind of talk and interact with each other. So some people like to host one for themselves just because that's the hardcorest indie webist possible way to do it. It means your server has your toots on them, which oh, I want to vomit. I've <laughs> heard the new Mastodon. Yeah, the new Mastodon does not say toot anymore. It says post or something. That's better. Publish or something way better. Yeah. I saw a thing that said that you could boost a toot, and I was like, yeah. Out of here. <laughs> what is what are you, Elon me. Musk? You know? Jesus. <laughs> anyway. So it's, but it, but otherwise it's very Twitter like. Once you set it up, which if you just want to use somebody else's server and you just set it up, you just have an account and you log in, it looks a little bit like Twitter. You post stuff, you post images, you post stuff, you can reply, you can b- boost as a retweet, you click the star and it's a favorite. It's very similar, intentionally so, mm-hmm. to Twitter. But guess what? It, because it's federated and everybody's hosting it themselves and all that, there's no ads. There's no, I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's no trolls because you just remove them from your server. Then <laughs> you know, right. it's like there's yeah. somebody who can just be like, "Bye, you're gone." You know, and uh, the blocking and muting and all that stuff. So in, in a lot of ways, it's a lot better. What's worse is that it's just jankier. It's slower. It's weirder. It's not as polished. You know, it's I I can will never tell you that using Mastodon is as clean and pleasant and fast of an experience as using Twitter. Maybe that will change over time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of new attention to it and a lot of new people joining and checking it out. So that type of energy can can move change. So. 
Who knows? It can. And it seems to not care when it's cool and when it's not cool. Because it's not new. It's been around forever. Not at all, yeah. Yeah, the only time, the only thing that happens when there's a big let's try Mastodon thing, which there seems to be a little, you know, roller coaster of that all the time, is that, you know, sometimes people, like if you go to mastodon.social, that's a really big one. They just turned off signups, mm-hmm. which is like, you'd think exactly what you would not do on a, during an exodus of Twitter, but they're just like, wow, it's expensive. If it's crashing the site or whatever, yeah, you know. Well, I think it's a cost thing. They're like, oh, yeah, this that is, makes sense. Yeah, and they don't really care, you know. Spin up your own instance if you really care, you know. Right, yeah. Um, interesting. I joined one called frontend.social. I don't think it is open for signups, nor will it maybe ever be. It's just kind of like a shoot off of some friends. And we're like, yeah, we all talk about front end. I'm going to join that one. Maybe it will be at some point for people that really want front end. But I don't know. These things evolve. It has an admin. It's up to the admin. It's not up to mm-hmm. me. And right. I think even the the description in it says like, hey, we encourage you to spin up your own community. Like, rock and roll. It does not mean you're excluded from ours. Mm-hmm. We can all follow each other and talk to each other just like you could anyway. Okay. Caveat, I signed up for this yesterday. So like, Mm, not an expert, you know. I can kind of, <laughs> I like understand technology enough to talk about it a little bit, but I don't take me as some kind of mastodon expert because I'm not. I have found it very fun immediately, though. That's cool. Yeah, like there's lots of likes and chatting going on. I don't know. Some people have some kind of renewed energy for it for some reason. Also. You know, you can use, like, the default installation of Mastodon has, like, a front end that you use, but you don't have to use that one. There's all these other websites that are just little, like, API-driven front ends for your Mastodon. Fun. I know. I was using one called P-something. I can't even remember now because I just keep trying new stuff. You go to the App Store on my iPhone. I'm sure there's even more on Android, I would think. There's, like, 10 apps and they all have pretty good reviews and stuff. That unlike Twitter, where there's a couple, but really almost everybody just uses the Twitter one because it seems mm-hmm. to have the complete feature set. You know, Twitter kind of crapped on developers long ago and made their APIs weird and hard to use and neutered and stuff, such that the third party, in my opinion, the third party experience of Twitter apps was, was sucked, you know? Mm-hmm. But not for Mastodon. Some of them are straight up better, you know? And you, of course, on Mastodon likes to talk about Mastodon. So, you get threads about, you know, which apps are you using and people throwing around advice and stuff in a kind of fun way. That's cool. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of when you were showing me around the the Web3 universe and how there's just a uh, zillion... Don't blow my cover. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You, you, <laughs> yeah, no, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Because you know this stuff. So you're, you know, you, you were helping me understand. There's a million apps. And I'm not maybe saying this is the exact thing because certainly... Uh, wouldn't you say Web3 didn't exactly step up to uh, to solve the <laughs> well. <laughs> demise of Twitter for us? Now, that's a whole other show, isn't it? Yeah, But, I you guess. know, maybe the blockchain does solve this. It has been looking for a problem to solve, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm, certainly <laughs> maybe there'll be this. people working on it. Absolutely not. No, you can't, have, you can't have the blockchain power a social network. I mean, the whole point of it is that you can't delete anything ever it always exists so yeah yeah it's true it is no you can't solve this with web3 well that's a good point somebody's gonna say they can yeah sure i'm sure vc has already been dispatched for this 
<laughs> just just to try it, you know, because it's a risk. But yeah, like a really slow, immutable database to store yeah, sure. tweets. Terrible. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you can be paid in ether bucks to tweet. Hmm. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of the that was part of the Twitter drama though, wasn't it? Is that you know, I'm going to start, you know, let's extract more money out of the users, which at face value seems kind of correct, right? Like, I think a business that charges people to use the app is usually a pretty strong move. <laughs> but in the case of, you know, trying to extract $8 from Stephen King, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm the one that delivers value here. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's it. It shows a real bizarre misunderstanding of his own product that I just, I just think is pretty, pretty freaking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we talked about Mastodon. It's not going to like win. I don't think. No, I wouldn't Um, think so, but I don't think that's its goal. And that is kind of what makes it cool. So I do wonder if we'll start to see an emerging, uh, front end social network happening there, you know, where people are kind of intentionally gathering. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's kind of the thing that people are probably going to look for as they look for other options and alternatives is a more intentional gathering of people rather than basically just jumping into right. that movement's already happened, everything. Right? That's know? the discord thing. It's like, I'll just spin up a discord and have this. I do feel like it's, there's, there's a couple of different things at work. One of them is, does it replace Twitter in in its basic tenets of po- posting a tweet, which is what mm-hmm. Mastodon does. It replaces that. What Mastodon doesn't do is replace the addiction. Right. And so you which need to like move good. the addiction yeah. in a way. And then another, I guess, yeah. yeah. Although I do wonder if this is also a chance for everyone to reevaluate that. Well, like, yeah. We've all been inside this addictive experience that kind of hooks into your anger or your interests or whatever, or your desire to be noticed by others, whatever it might be, it grabbed people by the brain and mm. and really took over. Um, a certain subset of humans are just very deeply tied in with Twitter. I think that's part of the reason why it's so dramatic what's happening now. It's just so many people are like, uh, this is like a part of my brain now. Like I think in tweet length composition like what where do i go next you know right almost tricking yourself that there's value to it that, that's what gets me because i think it's different for other people they they get social cred matters to them or whatever but i've always been obsessed with the like if i'm good at this and you like me on here that when the time comes and i have something to sell you <laughs> you'll buy it you know well it it makes sense because honestly, like the reason we work together is because I saw you on Twitter and I of course was familiar with CSS tricks, but when you put out the call for people to write for CSS tricks, I'm like, well, that's Chris Coyer. He seems like a cool guy. I will reach out, you yeah. know? So that connection was made, even though we actually didn't really like talk much to each other until we actually started working together or like when we were talking about working together. Um, that connection was made because I was aware of you, you know? So awareness of other people is a big part of this too. Like understanding and kind of scoping each other out and then also just building a reputation for yourself. Like it's not just for like a sale, like an actual true transaction, but you can yeah, sell it's extracting value of, yourself of some in other kind. ways. Yeah. You know, making connections and making a, a network for yourself 
and also evaluating other people <laughs> who are outside of your network but maybe influence your network. It right. was it was yep. killer for that, you know. So it's like to think about what you do without that, where you go without that when it became part of like your workflow or your information gathering flow, it's very, you know, disruptive. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We haven't even talked about like journalists and politicians and all exactly, this stuff because we're kind of yeah. scoping it to well, the front yeah, end. That's all we really know about is is how this affects the the front end world. I can't even imagine if I was a journalist, boy. I'd be going. I'd be going bonkers right now. Yeah, it'd be tricky. You you just gotta. I mean, at least you have a guiding principle, which is just follow the fish or whatever. You know, just your, it's your job to go where the stories are, so you'll find it. Um, okay, so here's a micro story. I have a friend, Karen McGrain. I uh, was, you know, content strategy genius, long, interesting career. Yes, we used is. to speak um, together quite a bit and became kind of friends. That she you know, recently got married to somebody she met on Twitter. So that's another kind oh, of wow. social thing that can happen there that's hard to have. There was there's one code pen wedding too. Remember that back in the day? I do. That's um, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so and I was following Karen. It's not just about that. She says, you know, you know, sorry for dragging everybody through this, you know, all the all these wedding tweets about, you know, myself, because I know what's happening on Twitter. So here's where I'm going. Reddit. Mm, okay. She says, yeah. I, I'm really I'm into UX design. So she's yeah. one of the mods of our UX design, which has a really strong, you know, you guessed it, kind of content strategy. This is what we're doing on certain days. This is for mostly for intermediate people and up. So the thing isn't mm -hmm. overrun by super beginner stuff all the time, which I think can happen in professional mm -hmm. forums. It looks like it's got a pretty good plan. And I think the conversational nature of Reddit is pretty good. Those content, you know, threads of comments on Reddit can are just popping sometimes. You know, it is a, it's, it's you know, it's conversation-like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is different because it's a lot of like responding and threadedness. So that's that's weird. It's not quite like a forum. You could see you could see people bailing for forums, but those are kind of different. I think Discord is different. I don't treat Discord like I treat Twitter. Like I find right. it, I struggle to figure out what to say because I'm even an admin of a, a Discord that we have for for Shop Talk Show. And I love it. I love the people in there. I love the conversation. But sometimes I have this kind of like desire to be like, I should just say something, but I don't know what to say because I'm not, you know, whereas for some reason on Twitter, it always felt more natural. Like, oh, I'll just share something with a little comment or something. Right. It doesn't feel yeah. as right to do in the in the Discord kind of setup. So that's why, hence the playing with Mastodon, which I found much more natural extension of as a, as a Twitter replacement. But people are, so they're bailing for Mastodon. They're bailing for Reddit. And sometimes they're definitely bailing for Facebook just because it's such a big player. People are like, yeah, I'll just go back to my old home, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, you already, most people already have a built-in network of some sort there. And no right. one's ever going to be like, oh, I haven't been around Facebook lately. You've really missed out. It's just like, you could yeah, it's just, just a regular old thing. There. It's the yeah. same, you know? You could use LinkedIn a little bit like that, but I don't even know what to say about that. That's just weird. And if you're looking to replace the addiction, you can cert Facebook will help you with that. TikTok will help you with that. You could yeah. double down on your Instagram if you could find a way to do it with photo or video and stuff. So I think there, yeah, it's not like there's going to be this gaping void. So I think your kind of point of like maybe the, tr the exact Twitter type of social network is maybe over for now. Yeah. 
You do have to wonder. And you also have to wonder, is this a chance for the glorious return of the blog role and RSS lifestyle that like every Gen <laughs> oh, X you know I want an elder millennial nerd is like just dreaming of, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm already thinking of like, oh, how can I set up my blog to not just auto-tweet, but auto-put on Mastodon too? Because like I've already said, my selfish of all this kind of has to do with value. Like, where can I mm. extract value? And I've already turned blogging into money once in my life. I noticed. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think there's literal value in having your own blog and, like, building an audience there. Not very good for, I wouldn't call it as a replacement for a social network because it just isn't one. Yeah. There's yeah. the conversation doesn't happen. There's there's not the likes and boosts and all that crap happens there. But I do think it's very good for you. It's like eating your Wheaties for and if you, what you're looking for is a replacement for the value of Twitter, I think you can get more value by blogging. If you were to set that up personally and and do all of your writing and sharing and stuff at a home base, there's value there. You can turn that into money. Maybe not exactly like I did where I just sold it. But, you know, if you're going to get be invited to conferences, if you're going to be yeah. want to write a book, if you want clout in the industry, if you want to get a job and have a, you know, have it be a no-brainer that you're going to get that job because you're obviously a thinker and a valuable person. All those type of, those chunks of value live in the the personal blog or just site of some kind, you know? Yeah, so that makes me wonder then if there's a play to be made here by like WordPress and Ghost and all yeah. of the blogging platforms where they can kind of say like, Hey, you can write a tweet as long as you want here. <laughs> yep. You can write you can do that on Dev2 as you noticed. You right? can do that on yeah. other um, you know, developer focused blogging platforms. You go to Medium, although that seems to have imploded in a similar way. Yeah, although Medium. I wonder, you know, if this is an opportunity for them to kind of make a comeback. They they're Perhaps. kind of being overshadowed by other platforms and especially like right after the purchase was made like Substack came out with its chat feature which I think is a very smart play because lots of people were already leaving Twitter to go to Substack uh, to, mm -hmm. to post in longer form to uh, post to a paid audience for example because right. people have subscribers there but they've added on this chat feature which the author of the Substack newsletter has major control over so it could only be for your paid subscribers or whatever you know you can you you have your own uh, do you trust them for that like it seems like a i mean i i don't, I don't have a dog in that fight but you know i know I, like i don't get the, i i would i get why they probably blasted it out for good timing and stuff but it's like Substack chat so strange like why don't you I don't know. It better be freaking great. Otherwise, people are going to be like, why isn't this a Discord? Maybe. Although, I wonder if perhaps it's a play for an older audience. Like, I think Discord kind of skews a little younger. Like, my 16-year-old is, like, big mm. on Discord, you know? Yeah, but like, true. I'm 44, and I'm like, Discord? Really? You know? But Substack chat? I don't know. I'll talk to Joyce Carol Oates if she'd let me. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like access to these, like, amazing writers, potentially. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're like, It's yeah. like, it's just, it's a different thing, you know? And it's like, if Joyce Carol Oates doesn't like what I say, you know, she can kick me out. She wouldn't. She would love me. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But, but then also, when I'm talking about places that have made a pitch you know, for this audience specifically, dev.to, they did. We'll put a link in the show notes. They made a post that was about, you know, making the most of dev.to if you have decided to leave Twitter. And I thought that was a really smart play because lots of developers 
would love to find somewhere else to talk about development that is not Twitter for lots of reasons, not just what's going on now. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others to mention. I, for whatever reason, I can't, I can't it just blows my mind that this uh, became a thing at all. But part one of the features of co-host is that you can like attach custom CSS yeah. to a post and thus do really strange, weird things. You know, the Verge covered it and all this stuff of like, wow, adding CSS to a post is the main feature of it. And it's important enough that the Verge covered it. My God. I think it's kind of neat, but it just seems like a little gimmicky thing. That- yeah, I think it's cute. Like I signed up, I you know, I think it's I think it's a uh, a cute foray into social networking, and I'd like to see what happens with it. Definitely, it's more. In- it's not that that's the only thing. It's more interesting that they're like, we're a small company. You're not going to be the product. Uh, you know, we're going to take donations and make sure that this thing works. If their business model is more interesting, and then. Uh, what happens. I tried to play with it the other day, but it was like right in the middle of the exodus and it was unusable. Yeah. They're getting slammed. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have those declarations at the beginning, but it's like, it's expensive to run these types of things. You know, it just is. And there's monetization is the thing that kills many a, a, free <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. or the need to the need to monetize or the lack of monetization are two things that can just kill you so it'll be interesting to see what happens there i i wish them all the best yeah totally and, right you know even uh diaspora that's still around do you remember that from I like don't, I you know really i don't remember it would have been like 2010 something like that they were the anti-facebook you know they were the ones who who came out with the with the mainstream concept like the mainstream coverage went to this concept of like i think they called it pods or something like that basically like you had your own decentralized thing it's it's similar in fact to to how mastodon works where you just had your own decentralized identity i think realistically i think they were very much ahead of their time and i wonder if maybe they could take another pass at it and kind of like do something new or something inspired by that could happen again. You know, the concept of you basically just like having your own identity that you carry around with you and connect to different networks and kind of move around through a social world, but completely self-contained. It's an interesting concept. It's never been pulled off. I'd love to see it actually happen. Yeah. Right. Anytime it's like asks you to run a server or something is kind of the, that's not, that's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. It's just, it's too difficult. I mean, part of what brought us to the point where we have these monolithic social networks is that they nailed down making it making real it easy. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just crucial. And, you know, because enough people joined at the beginning and have hung in over time, it's where everybody is. So, you know, it's it's very difficult to kind of step into that world or to move away from that world because if you already know where everyone is, why would you go somewhere else? So yeah, it, it is interesting to see an inciting incident like this, which could cause people to scatter. And I'm super super interested in seeing where people scatter too, especially of course in our community, in the front end community. Yeah, which we, you know, it, like I said at the top, it matters to us because we want to watch that this all happen. You know. Yeah, and we know that we have been instrumental in our own social media way 
in helping other people get attention that has led to them getting jobs, led to them getting contracting work, led to them getting the recognition that they deserve for the work that they're doing. They share it on CodePen and we spread it out on the big social networks and it gets seen there. We're kind of a, we're, we're a social network too, but it's, we're, we're not a social network too. Exactly. We're definitely not talking about how we can be a Twitter replacement. Like, no. I, <laughs> no. I would never, ever, ever dream of wanting to be that because that's not what this is for. This is for creating and sharing front end yeah. design, front end creations, front end development and front end knowledge. And that's, a microscopic sliver of a person, you know, all these other social networks were like, give us everything, give us your whole you, give us your family photos and tell us about your job and tell us where you went and tell us what you bought. You know, we don't want that. We don't, we never ask for that. We never will. For us, it is, this is the front end community. Here we all are doing cool stuff with what you can do with the front end. Here's the newest and latest in the front end. Let's, show it off to each other. Let's share it with each other. Let's talk about it together. But that's it. You know, we're not trying to dig into the rest of your life and we're not trying to do anything other than learn from and teach each other about the front end, you know? Yeah. 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 Like if co-host gets huge <laughs> and lots of people are sharing pens gonna, there, that's what we'll talk we're gonna about. We're going to be posting on co-host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, same with, same with Mastodon. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll attempt to talk to them and figure out what we can do. We will make sure that whatever they say is the right, you know, what, I don't know, what if they have their own fancy open graph tags or something? It seems unlikely that they do, but we'd put them in because that's where yeah. people are sharing. Stuff. Yeah. So that's our role in this and just fascinating to watch for kind of for every reason. Yeah, it is. And and to be on the sidelines but also adjacent is an interesting place to be, you know. We have absolutely uh been a part of the front end community on Twitter too. Like CodePen and you personally Chris have been a major part of the front end community on Twitter. And so we've been part of it, we've tried to help shape it, you know, so I think the front end community is pretty positive, largely in part because we've been very influential and we're kind of careful to make sure that we're keeping things cool amongst people, you know? So I think, uh, I, I think that we've been a big part of this and, and it's been a big part of us and it is, it is difficult to envision a future where we don't have that same level of like an outlet for sharing members work and for, seeing what's happening in the, in the front end community in that way. Like I want to make sure I know what the, what the move is, you know, if we're moving, we need to know and we want to know about it. So realistically, like seriously, if people are making moves to other places, tell us about it, bring us along, invite Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can, <laughs> I'm going to hesitate. I'm promising we're going to spin up our own Mastodon, but, uh, uh we have to boost toots. <laughs> As <laughs> soon as they change that, I'm more into it. <laughs> I just, it's just, you know, what can you say? Boost my toot. <laughs> I can't and won't say that. <laughs> Sounds terrible, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And so I even mentioned it. I was just like, here's a piece of CSS we could apply to our pages to make it not say that anymore. I posted that. Today. But then somebody <laughs> responded and said, like, oh, it was like somebody in the early days of Mastodon, somebody promised the developer like a, you know, a pretty good 
uh, uh, Patreon monthly if they mm-hmm. if they made it called that. And they're like, here's the commit. Wow. You know, but that, that's the kind of like cute, enduring story. I love that kind of lore. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Lore. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Uh, I will replace his Patreon higher <laughs> Patreon to make it not say that. You're going to call it a honk. <laughs> <laughs> time oh to God. switch it up, man. I, I hate that less, but still, it's not a time for being cutesy. Software needs to get out of the way. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is time. Maybe it's the ultimate time to get real cute with it. I don't know, everyone. You got to let us know what's happening next because we're old, desiccated. We'll have the kids decide. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right. Thanks for talking to me about this. We did our zeitgeisty thing. We did. Regularly scheduled. We put our finger on the pulse. Technology posts next week. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Eight.